welcome to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Uh, we're here every Sunday morning to introduce to you a very simple meditation technique that anybody can do. And anybody includes children. Um, maybe they're the best uh, candidates for meditating because what true meditation is really about is achieving mental silence, uh, a state of thoughtless awareness. Now, it's not an easy thing to do, really, is to meditate. Everybody maybe associates it with relaxation. But Sahaja Yoga meditation gives you something a little bit more, a little bit more special. And that um, specialness is to do with the awakening of the kundalini energy which lies within all of us at the base of our spine in the triangular bone, the sacrum bone. And through your desire, when this spiritual mother within you is awakened, you get this connection. This connection with this amazing power which has created us, which has which is really beyond the mind. And so to be connected to this all-pervading power, you can call it whatever you want, uh, the divine, God, um, Param Chaitanya. When you have this connection, this is when we reach a true state of meditation. So over the next hour, we're going to introduce to you uh, how to meditate the founder of Sahaja Yoga, Srimataji Nirmala Devi, who has been working tirelessly for the past 40 years, giving people en masse self-realization in more than uh, 60 countries all over the world. So now we can just start our meditation. And this is by sitting comfortably on a chair or on the floor and placing your hands on your lap and palms facing upward and just closing your eyes and just taking a couple of deep breaths and just letting go of our thoughts, of our worries and of our problems and just really surrendering it and try and stay in the present moment because once this hour once this meditation is over this is again where the mind and the body needs to get up and start doing things and start you know creating the activity that we need we all need to do in our lives so just take this time now to relax just close your eyes and just gently touch the top of your head with your right hand the press down firmly on the fontanelle bone area and just massage it in a clockwise direction pressing down firmly and then just take your hand off your head and place it on your lap and just relax and now we'll listen to a talk of Shimadaji's from 1994 in Brisbane I bow to all the seekers of truth at the very outset I have to tell you that truth is what it is you cannot change it you cannot conceptualize it. You cannot know it, unfortunately, at this human awareness. A little bit more of your evolutionary process has to take place. You have been already told about the centers that we have within ourselves and how we get our self-realization. Regarding this, I have to say 
that you should not believe me, whatever I have to say, blindfolded. We, we have had enough of problems with blindfolded faiths. But you must keep your mind open like a scientist. Because whatever I say is proved, then you have to accept it as honest people because it is for the benevolence of your being, benevolence of your family, benevolence of your city, of your country and the whole world. Today the problems we are facing, all kinds of problems, are due to the geopardy of these centers. When these centers go into trouble, we have problems at human level. And the problems of the world are mostly because of human beings. If by some means we know about this, we become aware of it, knowing is not just in a lecture, but to be aware of it. And if you know how to correct it, then you are all right, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you are all right. So the, the truth is that you are not this body, this mind, these emotions, intellect, or your ego, your conditionings, but you are the pure spirit. This is the first truth about you. Secondly, we see here beautiful flowers all over and we take them for granted. We never even think that it's a miracle. The way these flowers are produced of different varieties by the Mother Earth. It's very surprising, we never think about it. Another thing is that we never ask the question, who runs our heart? And if you ask doctors, they'll say, it's the autonomous nervous system that does it. But who is this auto? We never ask this question. It's very surprising that we don't ask questions about living processes, how it works out, how the living processes work out. And that is the essence of human life, life at large, anywhere. This happening, as is described to you, of this power within you is very easy, sahaj. Saha means born, ja means with. I mean, saha is with and ja is born. Sahaj means born with you the right to be one with this all-pervading power which does all the living work. So there is a subtle power which is extremely dynamic. It's described in every, every scripture. It's described as the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost. It is described also the all-pervading power of divine love. It is described as Ruh. It is described as Param Chaitanya. Patanjali had described him as Rutambara Prakya. All the scriptures have described this power which is subtle, which we have never felt before. So the second...
The second thing that happens to you, that your thoughts, which were all the time coming from the past and the future. If I tell you, go to your present, you cannot. You cannot enter into your present. So these thoughts which are coming from the past and the future are all the time disturbing you. And you are jumping on the cusp of these thoughts. But when this Kundalini rises, she elongates those thoughts. In between is the area which we call as the pause or vilamba, where your attention goes and you become silent. No thoughts, but you are fully aware. So achieve a state which we call as thoughtless awareness, about which Jung has talked. Thoughtless awareness, where you are without any thoughts in the present, that's the reality. Present is the reality, not the future, not the past. So you stand in that area which is peace for us. So in the area that is peace within ourselves, when you arrive, you become absolutely peaceful. All this stress, strain of life finishes off and you become absolutely peaceful. And this peace comes to you so beautifully, you drop so many years of your age, you become dynamic, you become compassionate, you work very hard, you travel, but it doesn't show, it doesn't work on you. It just is outside which you witness, see it as a witness, like a drama as you see, the witnessing of the drama of this world, nature, all kinds of things that you see is a drama. Thus you become extremely peaceful. I know of people who have got awards of peace, who have foundations of peace, all kinds of things. But they are horribly hot-tempered, horribly. If you have to talk to them, you must approach them with a barge pole. Otherwise very dangerous. They are extremely hot-tempered people. You can't talk to them. I don't know how they have become people who are supposed to be symbol of peace, but those who do not have any peace within cannot emit peace outside. So this area which I call as the area of peace exists within you. Once that is established, you will be amazed how many things can happen to you. Firstly, what happens to you, you can sleep very well. You are always fresh. And also your memory improves. That is the greatest thing that happens, that your memory improves. Relationship with others also improves. Your relationship with others improves because you are so peaceful. Another person who comes to you sees your peace and enjoys it. Now, it is very important to understand that we have that peace within ourselves. And this state of nirvichar samadhi, as they call them, was very difficult once upon a time to achieve. People had to go to Himalaya, stand on their heads, take up a guru, and one person <laughs> would get realization. A guru will give only to one. I mean, real guru, because we have lots of false people all around these days, marketing everything. It cannot be marketed, one must understand. It's a spiritual awakening which is spontaneous, it's a living process, and you cannot pay for it. How much do we pay to Mother Earth for creating these flowers? So we cannot pay for it. Of course, you can pay for the hall, that's different. 
but you can't pay for your self-realization and for achievement in your spirituality. People have forgotten that they are spirits. They don't believe that they are spirits. They just think that this body and this body has to vanish one day. That's not true. This body is guarded, is looked after, is nourished, witnessed by your spirit. So, once you get this realization, you get your attention enlightened. Now, Christ has said, Thou shalt not have adulterous eyes. I mean, it's a very subtle thing to say. In the Christian nations, how many people can you find who have such eyes? Very seldom. And really, with this happening, people develop those subtle, innocent eyes which are very powerful. Even a glance of such an eye can bring such peace, such solace. Also it can cure people, it can help them. So what Christ has said can be today brought in that our eyes can become innocent. Such a troublesome thing to have eyes which are roaming all the time here and there, it really kills your attention, kills your by the time you are fifty years, you are already a gaga person, or if not, at sixty you will be. Because the attention is all the time going from here to there to there to there, of no away, of no away. It's just a mad race. Now, all our paradoxical culture that we see around, <coughs> which is really tremendous, because I don't know how we can tolerate all this. Every day you read in the newspaper, a husband kills the wife and wife kills the husband, the children kill the parents, the parents kill the children. I mean, what's going on? Doesn't even happen among animals. Why should we become so violent? Why should we be so unnatural, devilish? Some of the things are really devilish. And persons who are good, who are righteous, are shocked by the things that are happening around. They can't understand how these things are taking place and all the time they suffer from a sense of insecurity. All these things happen because of these chakras being out of gear. You'll be amazed that they have gone so far that I don't know if you allow these things to go on, uh, there will be a complete, dis complete destruction. He said that, it is said within 10 years, 65% Americans will become schizophrenic. Can you imagine? This all comes from where? From, they said it comes from uh, modern life, modern times. But who has brought the modern times? We have brought the modern times. It is our creation. We can say the media has done it. Or not. So we can blame anyone we like. But the effect is there, and a very dangerous effect of violence, of hatred. All kinds of horrible things are happening in this world. Now, what we have to see in this paradoxical culture is what is missing, is they do not have the idea of truth. They don't know, we have to know the absolute truth. If we all know the same truth, there will be no quarrel, no fight, no arguments, no violence, nothing. But we don't know the Absolute Truth. Somebody says, this is right, another says, this is right, another says, what's wrong? What's wrong if I kill my mother? What's wrong? How can you say, what's wrong? 
So now we're going to start the self-realization process. It's a very short 10-minute meditation. So just take this time to settle yourselves either on the floor or on a chair and place your hands on your lap, palms facing upwards. And we're going to use our right hand and placing it on certain parts of the left side of our body. And this technique is using our left side. Our left channel is our channel of desire. So you have to ask for your self-realization. It is something that people have been asking for for centuries. It's called seeking. And if you've asked the question once, who am I? Well, then you are a seeker. As Sri Madhiji said in this uh, brief talk in Brisbane in 1994, we have to understand that we are the spirit, but our attention is always diverted on the outside. Now we're going to bring our attention inside. And to do this, we need to awaken this spiritual energy, the Kundalini within us, because she knows how to take us into thoughtless awareness. This energy is going to bring the peace, the calm. We're not going to do it mentally or emotionally. This is going to be done Sahaja, in a spontaneous way, an energy that is born with us from the day we were born and it's just been lying there waiting for us to desire its awakening. So it's a very simple process. Keep your left hand on your lap, close your eyes, and take your right hand and place it on your heart. And here is an energy center or chakra, and it holds the spirit, sits in our heart, the spirit which is pure, eternal, and never dies. So we're going to ask the question inside ourselves three times, Mother, am I the Spirit? Mother, am I the Spirit? Now take your right hand and place it on the lower part of the rib cage, press firmly, and here we're going to ask a question three times. We're going to ask our mother inside us, Mother, am I my own teacher, my own master? It's a very important question that we are our own masters and our own teachers. Now take your right hand and place it on the lower part of your hip, on the left side, press firmly. And here we're going to say several times without counting, Mother, please give me pure knowledge. Also, we're asking for something very important, that the truth that we understand within us is the truth, it is pure, and that we have an understanding of who we are.
Mother, please give me pure knowledge. Take your right hand back again to your heart and here we're going to affirm with full confidence in yourself that you are the spirit and nothing else not this mind this body our conditionings but I am the pure spirit Take your right hand and place it on the lower part of your ribcage once again and affirming that I am my own master, my own teacher, several times. take our right hand and place it on the left shoulder and the corner of the neck and just turn your head slightly to the right and here we say several times mother I am not guilty guilt is just a myth something that we have falsely identified with through very bad conditionings that we have developed the spirit cannot be guilty of anything so here we affirm mother I am not guilty Take the right hand and place it across the forehead. Just drop your head slightly forward. And here we say, Mother, I forgive. And say it several times from the heart. I forgive everyone, including myself, anyone or anything that may have hurt us in our past. We have to let it go. Otherwise, the burden that sits on this chakra prevents us from becoming thoughtless. Mother, I forgive.
Now take your right hand and place it at the back of your head, the center at the back of your head. Just tilt your head back slightly. And here we say twice, Mother, if I have ever made any mistakes, knowingly or unknowingly, please forgive me. Mother, if I have ever made any mistakes, knowingly or unknowingly, please forgive me. Take your right hand and place the center of your palm on the center of the head. Stretch your fingers back and press down firmly and rotate your scalp in a clockwise direction. And here we're going to say several times, we're going to ask for the most important thing that we'll ever ask for, and that's our self-realization. Mother, please give me my self-realization. your hand about 20 centimeters above the top of your head. Move it about a little bit and see if you can feel a cool breeze emitting. It may be warm also, this is just heat coming from the body which will eventually cool down once we come into balance and we attain that thoughtless awareness. Very gentle, cool breeze and this is the manifestation of this Kundalini energy, your own spiritual mother that is within all of us. Put your right hand down and try with your left hand. Very subtle. Now put your attention here, above the top of your head, where your hand is, and place your hand back on your lap and just relax. And we're just going to meditate for a few minutes and just steadying your attention above the top of your head or even in your heart and if you have any thoughts you just witness them and you can say I forgive or not this thought and just let them pass by don't pay any attention to them no matter what the thoughts are and just focus your attention on the top of your head
Alright, so hopefully you're feeling much more peaceful and the thoughts are less. Meditating takes a bit of time, a bit of effort every day and it's a very simple technique that you can do at home and we have programs all over Sydney and Australia and the world and it's free of course and we can teach you how to meditate and how to deepen and how to clear the chakras and it is in clearing the chakras that will enable you to meditate and go deeper and uh, we have a website it's um, freemeditation.com.au and there's a lot of information on this website showing you where the programs are and um, yeah we also have a phone number one three hundred seven two four two five two one three hundred seven two four two five two so now we're going to go into another piece of music music is very important well it's not that important but it's good to meditate with and um, we're presenting a variety of music um, everything from western classical to indian classical and this is indian devotional music and uh, it's also a meditation and this is very good for opening the heart omka swarupa so keep your attention inside hands on your lap keep your eyes closed and attention on the top of your head Oh 
Swarupa is um, is a, man- a mantra. It's also um, a quality that is in relation to the sixth chakra in our body, in our subtle body. And the sixth chakra is located at the inside the the brain, in the middle of the head. And this chakra is uh, the main quality is the forgiveness, as we've done in the meditation today. Um, the it shows in this song, it's an Indian song, and it shows the relationship between Hinduism and Christianity. And we found that through meditation, all religions become one in different colors, in different aspects. So if we look at the history of religions, um, we have had uh, Zoroastrian, who has created this religion, the, the Judaism, Christianity, Islam, there was the Buddhism, Jainism, Hinduism, Sikhism, Taoism, and Confu- Confucianism. All these religions have been uh, created to, to guide us through our self-knowledge, self-realization. And today is the time when we can achieve this through our awakening, which is also called self-realization. So we have a talk by Shrimataji now, uh, specifically talking about Christianity, but also about religions in general. So we'll listen to this. We all have today gathered here on top of this beautiful mountain to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. It's very significant for surgery to understand the great event of his resurrection by which he showed that the spirit does not die. He was. He was the Omkara. He was the Logos and he was the spirit. And that is why he could walk on the water. And also now we have made a film where we have shown how the Muladhara shows the carbon atom. As clearly, if you see from right to the left, you find a proper swastika there. And left to the right, we see Omkar. But when you see from down below, upward, what you see is Alpha and Omega. That proves beyond doubt, that Christ, as he said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, shows clearly that he was the incarnation of Shigari. It's a scientific proof we have now with us, and that's how we can tell people that it's a fact. I don't know at the time of Christ, this Alpha and Omega was known to the mathematicians, but definitely to him when he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. 
was an incarnation, very remarkable and very important for our ascent. If he had not resurrected himself, we could not have achieved our ascent at all. So it's a great contribution. The resurrection of Christ is evident now in your own life. What you were before and what you are today. It is such a change, such a difference, such a transformation. It is his own sacrifice on the cross and his own beautiful resurrection has created a way for all of us to get into this new transformed state. In this state is a different story for human beings and a different for Christ. Christ was himself, was holiness, was purity. So, his resurrection, but just a physical happening we can say, because he did not need transformation. He did not have to go through any cleansing. But what happened in his case was that he became resurrected from death. Symbolizes the life of human beings without spirituality is like a death. Because they do everything without any understanding about the totality, about the reality, about the absolute truth. Whatever they do ultimately takes them to their destruction. Even the religions which are established by these great incarnations are absolutely on a decline. We do not find any case of religious life with all those people who claim that they are the ones who can represent those incarnations. If you see in a subtle way, it's very painful also that in the name of all these great incarnations, the kind of work people are doing, the activities that they take to, is something impossible because they have no fear of God. In the name of God, they are doing all these horrible things all over the world. Of course, here you can say Catholic Church has been exposed. Everywhere people are saying all these false things have been exposed. But these false things they have used under a guard of God, spirituality, and beauty. That's the best way you can hide. All the cruelty, all the violence 
all the ugliness. This is how they have worked it out. And it has gone into such a state that you do not find the slightest even tinge of religious life among these people. Like all the thieves of the world, all the great crooks of the world, and all the intriguers of the world have taken over. It's only because what was written in all the books, on all the scriptures, that you have to seek yourself was never done. You have to know yourself was never done. How many times Christ has said, know thyself. He also said that you have to be born again. So immediately they take a certificate, I am born again, and start uh, taking advantage of that kind of a certificate. But they don't think that actually what benevolence it has given them. At the most they might have made some money, at the most they might have had some superficial powers. But it has done nothing, if you see, from an innate nature. One must pity their insanity, the way they have taken to Christ's life or to anybody else's life of such a noble and a higher value system and are doing all very low-graded things. In Sahaja Yoga now you have transformed yourself. I would say your Kundalini has done the job. But still, the difference between Christ and you is this, that you are coming from that environment, that style of life, that kind of thinking, which was all for your destruction. Everything, if you see now, is for your destruction. So when you are coming out of it, Still, these things hang over. Still, you get affected by them. Even when you are rising higher and higher, you find suddenly you are again pushed down to some sort of a funny situation, to some sort of a degrading thing. Of course, sometimes you are shocked at yourself. Sometimes you accept all that. So for a Sahaja it is very important that after coming to realization, he has to be very introspective. Instead of seeing the bad of others, he should try to see what is bad in within himself. It's very important that you have to know how far you are going towards your spirituality. Because Christ did not need this. He did not have to even introspect. He was something which was beyond any corruption. And for him it was just a physical transformation of the sense that from it died and then he resurrected himself. But for us it is very different. We are now Sajogis, but we were ordinary human beings. We had no light within us. Now the light comes within us 
and we see the light, then what do we become? We have to become the light itself. Christ was the light. He did not have to become. But we have to become the light. And now you have to guard on the way this light might get disturbed, might be reduced, or maybe completely extinguished. So carrying on yourself with this light, first thing you should know that if you see the light is not proper, means you are not the light. You have to become the light. When you are the light, then in that light you can easily see how your mind works. What ideas exist? What affects your mind while you are ascending? Is this the worry or is this the responsibility that you have? Or is this from the bad habits you have? that there is an impediment in your growth as a spiritual personality. So you have to guard yourself all the time and see for yourself how you are progressing. It's a very beautiful journey, very, very beautiful journey. Yesterday I was very much happy to hear the song of the Russians who describe about the journey the journey of Kundari. was a beautiful song by John Lennon and uh, the Shamataji's talk and even this song um, takes us into introspection. Introspection is to reflect about who we are and, and how we can uh, improve ourselves. The next uh, part that Shamataji was uh, talking about in, in this specific talk was about faith and we have to have faith in ourselves and this faith develops when we meditate, because silence meditation gives us this assurance deep inside of who we are and how strong we are. Thank you. <laughs> 